Here's a message from Ken Lavica. There are people that were once on top. They were stars of their industry, and then their time comes, and the end hits real hard. And we're seeing that right now in Jacksonville. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. Ken Levick alive on a Monday. We off to a hell of a start this week here on ESPN 106.3. And because it is Monday, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Uh, he is in here making his typical Monday appearance, and he's dressed extremely well. I like the shirt, man. Thank you, man. I have a golf interview to go to. I got to hit a golf course. so uh, I love it. Shirt on. Uh, he's looking dapper. We're in the <laughs> Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, Phillips Point Towers right off of the really warm and uncomfortable intracoastal. Uh, Stone Lebanowitz Friday Night Lights uh, trying to figure out what in the hell is happening to all of our equipment here. So we'll let him troubleshoot all of that. And uh, I, I feel like this is almost perfect because the way that this started is sort of like things are going in Jacksonville mm. right now. Uh, we don't have an open. We're sort of a mess. The Jaguars are a disaster, and Urban Meyer looks like increasingly he just wants to disappear from the face of the earth. You remember, Theo, the glory days of Urban Meyer. I remember moving down here in 2007, and Urban Meyer was the toast of the state. Urban Meyer was the man in college football, the hot young coach out of Utah who came to Gainesville and revolutionized college football after recruiting Tim Tebow. And Theo, those Gators teams, they were awesome. Incredible. I mean, the talent that was on those teams. I mean, you had Tebow. You had Rainey. You had Hernandez. You had the Pounceys. I mean, Mm. they could do no wrong. Two national championships. Uh, Urban Meyer, that was the guy. Yeah. and, And you remember... When he decided to step away from Florida uh, due to the, 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 the health issues, and I'm still going to give Urban the benefit of the doubt with that, the health issues, that was a significant blow, right? Yeah, people in Gainesville were sad about his departure. It wasn't like the people in Jacksonville would be feeling if he left today. It's like that was a big blow to the, Flo- the Florida Gators program. Yeah, and, and they've, they've never been the same since Urban left. Urban was the star the sure thing coach in college football. So then Ohio State calls, and it didn't take Urban Meyer long <laughs> to make Ohio State a national championship contender. He finally got his national championship at Ohio State. He had him in the playoff, and it ended very unceremoniously with the accusations that he covered up a sexual or a uh, a domestic violence situation, and it was bad. It was ugly, but Urban Meyer. At Ohio State, he was a powerhouse there too, right? He was, and it's weird because at both of his stops, it feels like it didn't come without scandal. It didn't come without these black marks, but it came with just incredible success. So even when they made that hire in Jacksonville, it's like we know what Urban Urban Meyer comes with, but it also usually comes with a bunch of wins. Yeah, In championships. And that's the thing. You can have improprieties surrounding your program. Uh, Everything underneath the surface is a bit of a cesspool. But you're right. If you pick up those wins, if you're winning 11 games a season, if you're playing for conference championships, if you're in playoffs, if you're in national championship games, it is a lot easier to look the other way uh, because, hey, you're feeling glory. Things are good. You don't want to get knocked down from that high. And that was Urban Meyer. 
So Urban leaves Ohio State and he heads to Fox and he analyzes and he does some motivational speaking and uh, he he does these leadership conferences because he's Urban Meyer. Yeah. He's the guy. He's the man. And then Jacksonville calls. Shad Khan says, you know what? We need a coach. And who's a guy who has a lot of equity in this region, in Jacksonville, in Gainesville, in North Florida? That's right, Herb. So Urban Meyer comes in to save the day and to generate buzz and excitement around that Jaguars franchise that has been listless and has had no sense of direction for the last two or three years. I will say, I mean, when Urban Meyer got hired, Theo, this was a big deal. Jaguars fans that I know loved it. This was the rebirth of that franchise because there in that part of the state, in that part of the country, Urban Meyer, he still, he still holds a lot of weight. That was a significant deal up there. I'm surprised, though, because at least from my perspective, I never remember a time where I or people around me thought that was a great idea. We thought it was interesting. We thought, hey, okay, Urban Meyer's coming back from college coaching. He's going to an area, like you said, where he's renowned. But at what point did it did it turn for them then? Was it when he started making his coaching hires like a week later? Or was it when he brought in Tim Tebow in the preseason? Like, at what point did people start realizing this was a bad idea? Because from the jump, I was like, why would Urban Meyer be good at coaching a NFL football team, especially one like the Jaguars that lacks talent? Well, you have a brain. <laughs> and so that's that's helpful for you to be able to consume how all of this has come around to now. Yeah. For me, I thought, oh, that's intriguing. Is it a wild card? Sure. But I'll see how it plays out. Interesting hire. Maybe Urban with that young, young, young team can relate to them. Maybe it's a situation where he helps to put them in a position after three years where someone else takes the reins and leads them to glory. But then the Tebow thing happened. Mm. And that's when I, and that's one of the examples you mentioned, that's when I had the first inklings that, uh uh-oh, this might be a little bit of a problem. Because the quickest way to undermine your roster is to bring in a guy like that, Mm. pure publicity stunt, and undercut what everybody's trying to do, which is move forward and put a winning product on the field. Tim Tebow wasn't going to do that. Tim Tebow was for, uh, hey, come on, pal, I'll do this for you. Thanks, Uncle Herb. That's purely what that was. And the Jaguars, as a franchise, were more than willing to reap the benefits of that in uh, preseason game money and merchandise money. And from there, it's been nothing but a complete collapse. I mean, you thought it was going to be bad. There's no way you thought that it could be this bad, right? Like, this is the pits right now. I never thought it would, like, that. I know we'll get to it, but the post-game handshake, um, the weird thing about him calling out his coaches, all of these things, the, the girl at the bar after a Thursday night football game, all of these things to me are very, you know, you couldn't have dreamt it up and you couldn't have wrote it up, but I'm not surprised if he does only last one year. That wouldn't surprise me, but the way he did it in such a such an extravagant fashion, that is pretty shocking. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's be honest about something. This team flat out sucks. The Jaguars <laughs> are flat out horse bleep, okay? They're, they're bad. They're really seriously, tragically bad. Yeah. And they've gotten worse. That's the problem, is that there's been no improvement, and their franchise quarterback is having one of the historically worst seasons that we have ever seen from a first-year quarterback. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, he had the story on Saturday that 
has really sent this into a complete tailspin. Here we go. In the past two weeks alone, sources say, receiver Marvin Jones, one of the locker's most respected veterans, became so angry with Myers' public and private criticism of the receiving group that he left the facility until other staff members convinced him to come back and had a heated argument with Urban Meyer during practice. During a staff meeting, Meyer delivered a biting message that he's a winner and his assistant coaches are losers, according to several people informed of the contents of the meeting, challenging each coach individually to explain when they've ever won anything and forcing them to defend their resumes. Hold on, can we pause right there? Is that not hilarious? Like, is that not the most hilarious thing you've ever heard? The guys he hired. I know. The guys he picked he out. He made the conscious decision to hire them. Yeah, like they, they not, they're not supposed to defend their resume. You're supposed yeah. to defend their resume. So your boss, Khan, should be the one doing yeah. that. Like, bro, the, the logic is a little bit backwards yeah, it's, there. It's year one. Yeah. You hired them. You knew they were losers when you brought them in then. There is the benching of James Robinson, the running uh, back, where Carlos Hyde, Urban Meyer's Ohio State running back, is getting the nod over Robinson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually questioned Urban Meyer publicly last week. And then there's yesterday, where the Jaguars get shut out by the Titans. Urban's former assistant coach at Ohio State, Mike Vrabel, leading Tennessee to the win. Vrabel and Urban Meyer, post-game handshake, and it literally was just a palm touch. Urban Meyer didn't even make any eye contact and just listlessly, somberly, uh, without expression, walked off the field. Sad Urban. Sad, sad Urban. In fact, after the game, Urban was asked about his high-priced offensive line and how they've gotten their tails kicked every single week and Trevor Lawrence has no time and he's getting his gallbladder beaten in on a regular basis. Urban Meyer was asked about what he can do to improve the offensive line and this was Urban Meyer's response. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. Urban, is your team bad? That's it. Like, that's all he's given now is, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, he, I I feel like he wants out, right? He wants out, but I think it's one of those things again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's one of those things again, though, like what we talked about with the Miami situation. It might be one of those, hey, like, are you going to fire me or do I have to resign? Can I take the full check? I'll, on my way out, if you fire me, or do I have to step down and take a new job? Like, well, don't worry. Urban rallied, though. Urban rallied. So maybe at that moment he was thinking he wanted out, but then he rallied because he was asked about whether or not he can coach at this level. But then his response took a turn because he clearly is not happy that there are some leaks coming out. He's clearly not happy that there is some behind-the-scenes stuff going public now, and Urban Meyer asked whether or not he can actually coach at this level. Ben Meyer flat out called out leakers yesterday and said that we are going to fire anybody that I find leaking out there. And I'm fine. That's his prerogative. But that's also a coach who's completely preoccupied with things going on behind the scenes. I don't think he's up for this anymore. I don't think he's up for this. I think that this is probably a one and done, right? It's got to be. But who ends it? Who ends it? Because is Urban Meyer really going to walk away and leave all of that money? On his contract, or is he going to try and get fired? Which it looks like he's kind of trying to do. That he does not have the face, the mannerisms, or the answers in the press conference of a guy who wants to keep his job. 
but I don't think he's just going to walk away. Like, isn't it reportedly six years around $9 yeah. million a yeah. year? But I do think for some of these guys, legacy is important. So that brings me to this. Urban Meyer in this state was a hero. Two national championships at Florida. Responsible for Tebow. At the top of his profession. Brought to Jacksonville specifically because of the great coaching work that he did at the University of Florida. But now, he's a laughingstock, right? Now, he's someone that the mere mention of his name and there's snickering. And there's, oh, that guy has no idea what he's doing. He went from the best to now... He's widely considered the worst in his field. And I wonder how he consumes that. Is this a guy who wants to fight through it because he has so much personal pride? Or between the blonde grinding on him at his place in Columbus and all of the fallout from that and the embarrassing headlines this year and the terrible Jaguars team and now this, him him challenging the coaches he hired to explain to Urban why they're actually winners, what have they ever won in staff meetings? Does he want to fight through this and restore his legacy or is he ready to slink away and maintain whatever shred of dignity he has left? And I think it's a legitimate question When you hear the name Urban Meyer now, what do you think? And for me, I think it's too late. I think this is tragic tale of a guy who bit off more than he can chew. I think this is a guy who took one too many coaching jobs, and I think this is a guy who was way too arrogant for his own good in some very inopportune situations. That's what I think now when I hear the name Urban Meyer. I don't think they're salvaging any of his former greatness. When I hear Urban Meyer, I think those things, Theo. It's hard not to think that right now. Do I think it's a – you said you don't think there's any salvaging his greatness. Um, there have been times where coaches have bounced back from one-offs that went terribly wrong. I don't think any have plummeted this bad and this publicly, but there have been times, and I think his only chance is if he does go back to the college ranks maybe a year or two from now and reclaim some program and bring them back up and make the college football playoff or something like That, to me, is realistic from what you get with Urban Meyer, when he can recruit, when he can have control over the program, as well as he can have more, like, again, autonomy. Like, there's not so much answering to these people, having to deal with the – like, he can just do his thing in a college campus. Maybe he could do that again. NFL-wise, he's cooked. Like, and I think everybody's okay with that. He's not ever going to be a good NFL coach. He should never go back to the ranks again. He should be fired today. Here's the problem, though. You just you you see what happened when all of these college openings became available, Notre Dame especially, and Urban Meyer's names his name popped yeah. up, and you had the multiple college football writers who said they talked to ads who say they wouldn't touch Urban Meyer. Really? He's lost stock at the college level as well. Brent McMurphy reported that he talked with. Up to 12 ADs who all said, yeah, we wouldn't touch him. It's easy to say. I suppose it is easy to say, but he's toxic. Yeah. He's toxic because of what happened at Ohio State. He's toxic because he has a reputation of what it takes to actually deal with him. And now, after this flameout in the NFL, this isn't like a two- or three-year uh, just didn't work. This is like a colossal disaster avalanche falling into the core of the earth type of catastrophe for Urban Meyer. So... When you hear the name Urban Meyer, what do you think now? I think a guy who took one too many jobs was weighing over his head and is probably uh, someone that is untouchable 
at this point. When you hear the name Urban Meyer, you think what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. When you hear the name Urban Meyer now, you think what? I just wonder, Theo, if there's some Gators fans out there who will always appreciate Urban Meyer for what he did, always appreciate Urban Meyer for bringing Tim Tebow into their lives, always appreciate Urban Meyer for raising Florida up to championship heights once again after the disastrous Ron Zook era. But I just I feel like we're too far removed from that now. And he did great things at Ohio State, except that was ultimate arrogance. Urban. Like, Urban just gives off this, yeah, I'm better than you. Yeah. And I know I'm better than you. And then for him to initially, with how things went down at Ohio State with his assistant and the alleged cover-up of the domestic violence, where Urban truly didn't think he did anything wrong at first, to now, this was supposed to be his coaching reclamation project. This was supposed to be, he's good for a young quarterback. This was supposed to be, this is where he's going to thrive with a young roster. This has been embarrassing. He's, he's embarrassed himself not just because he's got young college girls grinding on his on his on his crotch it's because he can't coach now like this is horrendous yeah the worst that's the worst part of it to me is like there is no light at the end of the tunnel there is no shining spot in his season like if you look at the win over the dolphins that was in in what in uh what was it europe London? Yeah, it was in London. It was in London. I didn't want to relive that, but yes, you're know, right, right, Theo. But it was a it was an ugly game in London, and the Dolphins were bad. Then the Dolphins are a better team now. Their only other win was the win over the Bills, and the Bills have been imploding since that loss. Like, I don't know, I don't know if there's any real bright spot in this season. If there was one, you would say maybe he's developing Trevor Lawrence. No, he's really making him look worse than what he was at Clemson. The best player on the Jaguars last year was James Robinson. All he's done is undermined him yeah. over and over by trying to put other running backs in. He drafts a running back in the first round and Travis Etienne to try and start over James Robinson. But then he, it's just been weird. Like all of the few bright spots the Jaguars might have, it seems like he's covering yeah. them up with his darkness. There's not a, there is not a, <laughs> I like, I, I like uh, Urban Meyer, minister of darkness. He's <laughs> shrouded the Jaguars in crap. Uh, James Robinson, by the way, yesterday, uh, six carries, four yards. Wow. Best player on the Jaguars last year. That's what he's getting. Six carries, four yards. Basically no touches. When you hear the name Urban Meyer now, the former Florida leader, the man who brought two national championships to Gainesville, the man who unearthed Tim Tebow, but now the man who is flaming out of the NFL spectacularly, when you hear the name Urban Meyer now, you think what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us, at ESPN West Palm. Luckily, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they're always at the top. Their legacy is always the best because they have a sustained legacy. They have sustained winning, and they do it the right way. The title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years, Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, he has... He's changed with the times. 22 years ago, the sports industry was a lot different than it is now. And for 22 years, he has grown with the sports industry. And that is why you get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. That truly is your path. It's a red carpet of the sports industry because you're ready. You're prepared. You're 
ultra hireable. And they take a lot of pride over there in Boca with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program in knowing that you are going to be sought after once you get your MBA in sport management, whether it's an internship in the sports industry, uh, whether it's relationships that you make or being taught by the professors who are in the sports industry firsthand knowledge. That's how you do it. That's the formula. That's tried and true. And they've done it so well with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. When you hear the name Urban Meyer, you think what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Also, when we return for your coach, that is the captain of this sinking ship. How would you like him to act? His Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Things are working. They're functional again. We have deep voices. We have music. We're saved. Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Urban Meyer, I don't think there's any saving him. I think that uh, this is about close to the end. And I saw Peter King tweeting this morning uh, and writing in his Monday morning quarterback feature that uh, he wonders what good does it do to fire Urban Meyer now? Why would you do it? Now, why don't you reevaluate it to the end of the season? But for me, Theo, what is there to what's there to evaluate now with Urban Meyer? I would want to get him out of there as soon as possible because he's only doing more bad. Like every single three week segment, I feel like we'll we'll forget about him for a little bit and then it'll come back <laughs> up. And it's always worse than the three weeks before. <laughs> I, I, that's true. Like he, he goes away for like three weeks, and then he does another bad. Yeah. And then he's back. And then we talk about how bad he is, and then he disappears again. He's like a bad turtle. He goes away in his shell, and then he pokes his head out, and we say, ah, oh, bad. And then he goes back in. That's all we've done this year with Urban Meyer. I, I agree with you. Why, why would you? What's there to evaluate? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence sucks. The receivers suck. The running game sucks sucks the o-line sucks his assistants according to urban yeah, suck they're losers so what's there what is there like he literally just had a staff meeting where he said why are you a winner what have you ever won he literally oh. had a staff meeting near the end of a regular season questioning whether or not his coaches were winners bro you hired them hiring assistants sucks like that urban oh. meyer has done nothing competent Nothing is the head coach of the Jaguars. He couldn't even handle a, a, a long week, a long weekend, without getting himself into bad territory. You know something that people forgot to bring up that I haven't seen mentioned in all of this when you mentioned hiring assistants? The, the, the strength coach he tried to get from Iowa that oh, got yeah, shot the down. Guy. Yeah, even when he, even one of the assistants that he didn't hire. Yeah. So he knows he's just hiring losers he, at this point. He bleeped <laughs> up his first hire. He went. In, there are so many strength and conditioning coaches in this country, and he uh, went and got the racist one. The racist guy from from Iowa. I mean, what are you doing? You're right. You're uh, exactly right. He couldn't even make his first hire correctly. He's made so many mistakes. We forgot about that one. Yes. It, it was the first big mistake. Yeah, he was, went. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great point. He he hired the racist guy, and we completely forgot about yeah. it because everything else has been a complete disaster uh. since then. When you hear the name Urban Meyer now, you think what? 
the great Urban Meyer, the three-time national champion, the savior of the University of Florida. But now, when you hear his name, when you hear Urban Meyer, you think what? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and we'll take your tweets in just a moment on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. The South Florida Fair right around the corner. We're just weeks away, kiddos. All your favorites are back. The fried Oreos, live animals, the rides, the music, a whole lot more. If you're looking for a holiday gift, give the gift of fun and great savings on South Florida Fair discount tickets. Fair tickets on sale now at SouthFloridaFair.com and at Publix, and that includes the Mega Saver package for any day admissions, two ride and wristband vouchers, four $5 food tickets. That's a $150 value that you get on sale right now for $98. In math terms, that's a savings of $52. The fair opens January 14th in West Palm. Go to SouthFloridaFair.com. That's SouthFloridaFair.com. When you hear the name Urban Meyer now, you think what? Let's head to Twitter where it's largely negative. Patrick Reppel tweets, a man that's going to sell his soul to the devil to win at any cost. (laughs) That was very strong. It was extremely strong. You you can't argue with the rap sheet that he piled up at Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's not great. I don't know how you defend that, to be quite honest. It was bad down there. He tried to defend it, and he didn't defend it really well. I, I mean, we're talking arrest after arrest after arrest. But, again, it's easy to overlook those things when you're holding up a trophy, right? It's easy to, hold, to, to to forget about those things when you're beating Georgia, when you have Heisman trophies. It becomes infinitely easier. But what's amazing to me is that he has, he latched on, whether it was purposeful or not, to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow being the ultimate man of faith. Tim Tebow being the ultimate example of purity. Tim Tebow being the ultimate man of morals. And somehow, Urban Meyer, because he recruited him, got sucked into that perception that he was a pure person, that he was someone that was morally correct, when in reality, uh uh-uh. No way. Absolutely not. That's not Urban at all. And I honestly think that recruiting Tim Tebow, not only did it win him games, but it also earned him a reputation that he was someone that he's actually not. That's true. That's a that's spot on. That's very spot on. Tim Tebow almost not even just for Urban Meyer, but for the Florida program, Tim Tebow really was that shining light. Because even as those arrests were going on, Tim Tebow was the quarterback for a majority of it, and everybody pays attention to the quarterback yeah. and his crying speeches and stuff. So yeah. Like for me, I'm not I'm not someone that that goes out of his way to judge because like me, I I'm a I'm a terrible person. Like I'm just a crap person sometimes. Me and Stone I were just that. talking about yeah, that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I get it. And it's <laughs> but I don't try and pretend to be something. Like I don't say, oh, guys, can't uh, can't go to brunch. I've got to got to go to church. Got to go take <laughs> communion. I got to have uh, the 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 blood of Christ before I have a mimosa. No, I don't do that. I don't go to church. I don't do anything. I'm not a man who has much faith in anything. I'm not someone that uh, has has lived an upstanding life in several areas. But this is the problem. I also don't act like that person. Urban Meyer has put himself out there as something that he's actually not. And that's where the problems arise. And you're going to get found out sooner rather than later. It's like Joel Osteen in, in Houston, in yeah. your hometown, where... <laughs> 
a man of God, every Sunday morning, you watch him preach about God in your television, and then there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in one of his walls in yeah. his church. <gasps> Gasp, how did that get there? <laughs> you know, like, that's the type of thing. You're going to get found out eventually. Uh, Kardik Krishnayer says, Urban Meyer, the legal rap sheet of half the Gators teams in the late 2000s is what I think of when I think Urban Meyer. Because people got onto him. It took Aaron Hernandez doing what he did to get Urban Meyer found out. Yeah. Because we didn't, I don't remember having one conversation about the arrests or at least anything substantive until the Aaron Hernandez thing happened. And then we ended up focusing on that a lot. Yeah, and we looked back at the whole program and then we started adding it up and tallying it up. Before yeah. then, it was all about the wins. Yeah. Then it became about the arrest. Mike Hirsch says that Urban Meyer, when he hears the name, he thinks clown. That Urban Meyer is a clown. Yeah. I, that's easy. I, yeah, it's it's easy. It's yeah. to the point. Uh, Smitty tweets weirdo. Yeah, I, I just I think that Urban Meyer. This is what I think the the majority of sports fans now look at Urban Meyer, and when they think Urban Meyer, when they see the name Urban Meyer, they have a negative connotation towards Urban Meyer as opposed to ten years ago, way different. Five years ago, way different. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the Jaguars. This might be the final time he ever coaches again. Because this has been so bad that I'm not sure you dig yourself out of this. It's not like he's young like Lane Kiffin, where you have an early mistake. You trip up. You screw up. There's no reclamation project for Urban Meyer anymore. He's been around too much. He's too old. I think a a flash, just literally right now, a light bulb goes off in my head. And a name that I think about that is similar but obviously has its differences is Isaiah Thomas with with the NBA. Isaiah Thomas, who was small guy, winning the championships, gritty, beloved, back-to-back in Detroit, bad boys, Pistons, all of the stuff people loved him about him. He had the press conference where he talked about Larry Bird, talking about if he wasn't white, you know, people wouldn't think mm-hmm. he was so good. After his playing career, I mean, for one, he got into, got into it with Michael Jordan, doesn't end up on the dream team. No. After his playing career, he becomes an executive and a coach, and he flamed out at both terribly, and then he did it in the biggest market mm-hmm. in New York City. And nowadays, when people talk about the best point guards of all time, people often overlook Isaiah Thomas. Had he not had all of those negative things on the back end of his career, would we, would we consider him top three, top two? Now, you know, Chris Paul's getting moved above him with his no championships. Isaiah Thomas was a great – he was a legend at one point and, and just beloved by everybody. He was a small guy. Who doesn't like the small guy who exceeds yeah, on, the, on but, the highest level? But it turns out that he's he's a pile, too. I mean, yeah. don't forget a Nuka Braun Sanders. I mean, MSG paying thousands and thousands oh, yeah. and thousands, millions and millions and millions of dollars for that sexual harassment. Uh, like Isaiah Thomas, that's a, that's a great— A fall from grace. Yeah, it's it's a complete fall from grace. When you hear the name Urban Meyer, you think what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Greenway Kia, when I hear that name, I think— Excellence. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's where you should pop in. Uh, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. You are going to get taken care of. And so many times you walk into a dealership and you get bum rushed. I mean, you, you have four or five people just running up on you. That's not how to do business. And that's not how they do business at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It is a calm experience. It is more of a them getting to know you so they know how best to serve you type of experience. They're not trying to force a car on you. They're not trying to make you pay more than you need to. 
They're actually trying to find what you're looking for, whether it is uh, a sporty Kia, whether it's a fuel-efficient Kia, whether it is a Kia that you're going to need for the family to get to and from, a mix of all of that. They've got that because the selection rules, but also they want to cater to you at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. So much so that if you have some bad credit, and I've been there, I've lived it, I still occasionally am living it, uh, they're, they're going to take care of you because they have bank reps on site. They have a credit clinic there. They are going to work their behinds off to make sure that they can find you monthly payments that are not going to keep you awake at night. You know when you get that pit in your stomach, and you know, how do I pay this? How do I pay the rent? How do I pay the mortgage? How do I pay the car? They're going to try and make sure that you're not going through that, or at least your car is not causing those concerns at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. I could not recommend it highly enough because it's an absolute pleasure doing business with them. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Check out that selection. Go in. Tell George I said hi. Tell Mike I said hi. And they are going to make sure that they find a Kia for you. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Go to GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. When your coach looks like he's on his way out, how do you want him to act? What do you want him to say? What behavior should he exhibit? We're going to go through four prime examples. And Theo, you're going to choose which flame-out coach you want just based on his behavior. How should he be conducting himself? <laughs> Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. We are just six days away from the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Saturday morning, 11 a.m., FAU Stadium, Western Kentucky and App State. Theo's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Spoiler alert, I think that myself and Theo are on the air Saturday morning here on ESPN 106.3 before the bowl game. But you should see it. Western Kentucky, they uh, finished as East Division champions in Conference USA. They have the best offense in the nation with the best quarterback in the nation in Bailey Zappi, App State. Uh, we know about them. They're the brand. They are, before there was Boise State, really sort of completely taken over as the top mid-major program uh there was app state making a case and app state uh beating michigan we know the story this year they finish uh as the runners up in the sun belt uh losing uh, to louisiana who then had their head coach go to louisiana so we're talking or to florida so we're talking some really good teams here roofclaim.com boca retumble 11 a.m Saturday at FAU Stadium for tickets, RoofClaimBokerAtonBowl.com. That's RoofClaimBokerAtonBowl.com. All right, Theo, let's, I, I, I'm always fascinated by football fans and uh, how they want their coaches to conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you want a cocky coach? Do you want a coach who's humble? Do you want a coach that uh, shows regret? Do you want a coach that... Blames it on the players, blames it on himself. How do you navigate? And especially when things are going poorly, when things are are bad. So let's start with the man that we've been talking about most of today so far and Urban Meyer. Yesterday, after the shutout loss to the Titans in a weekend where we learned that Urban Meyer was threatening staff members to defend their resumes to him, in staff meetings and getting in public fights at practice with players. This was Urban Meyer when asked whether or not he was capable of coaching at the NFL level. What hasn't exactly uh, 
materialize the way I expected to, uh, to uh, have the experience of winning games. You know, I, I knew that we this was somewhat of a build, but I also really believe that we have plenty of good enough players to go win games. I still believe that. That's why I get so disappointed sometimes with our coaching staff or myself, because I think we can do better than we're doing. Those guys are playing their tails off. You get a couple scores on offense, you're right there, and we didn't do it. So what's the answer? Uh, start leaking information or some nonsense? No. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've, I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said, someone said, that will, that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source... That source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's some source that's doing it. So, starts out sad, starts out, yeah, I thought I would do better, into, we're, we're close. We're cl- the Jaguars aren't close. <laughs> they're 2-11, they're not, they're not close. Yeah. There's nothing that you've seen from them over the last couple of weeks that would tell you, yeah, they're close. And that's on him, because the offense is what's the worst part about the Jaguars, and then it goes into anger, into leaking, into they're fired right away. And I think that's more embarrassment than it is anything. I think Urban's embarrassed, right? He's embarrassed, and also the weirdest part about all of this is, like you said, the Jaguars were never meant to be good this year. Right. So if he wasn't having all of his antics happened around this, we would just be like, oh, the Jaguars, the Jaguars are, are working progress. It's going to be a project. Yeah. Exactly. He's the one screwing it up. You're, I mean, that <laughs> is perfectly leaks. said. If they were 2-10 and 10 and Urban wasn't getting uh, getting his junk grinded on yeah, or calling out assistant coaches or fighting players or bringing in Tebow, we wouldn't be having any of these conversations. Nothing. And just the, the, the sad desolate look as he shakes hands with Mike Vrabel. That was soft. He's going from, he's looking for sympathy into trying to acknowledge that he's failing and be transparent into defiance and anger. Like yeah. that That's the approach that Urban Meyer is taking right now. Then there's the approach that someone like uh, Joe Judge takes. The Giants are bad too. And Joe Judge might be on his way out. He's certainly on a sinking big blue ship at this moment. This is this is Joe Judge from a couple of of weeks ago. Here's how he approaches bad moments with his Giants Titanic. We've got to go out there and we have to work and put this up, put ourselves in a position that the fan base has something to cheer for. Okay, so look, I take this very personally. All right, I'm, I'm a man of my word. When I look in the camera, I tell people of New York, New Jersey. You know, the fan base area, when I tell them we're going to give you something to be proud of, I'm not asking you to be patient. That's not your job. I'm telling you we're going to put something on the field you can be proud of. Okay, that's on my name. Okay, you understand that? That's on my name. All right? I'm the leader of this team. I'm in charge of this team. That's on me. I don't point fingers. I don't make excuses. All right? We're going to get this right. I'm not asking them to, you know, be patient through it. I'm just telling you point blank. I just told the players. I told the players, you just show up on Wednesday, what? ready to go. See, he that's him. He's appealing to pride. Yeah. He's appealing to the fans, to the region. I know you demand excellence, and, and I said we're going to do that, and it's on the coaches. It's on us. Mm. So he's trying to, he's, he's trying to 
needlessly put the entire thing on his coaches so that he can say that we're we're responsible. Yeah. We're responsible for this. And he's trying to to fire up the fan base by saying it. I, I, I know what you're feeling right now. That's what he's doing. That's the way he approaches the sinking ship. I, I like that. You know what, Joe Judge, he's doing what he's doing is considered falling on his sword, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I love about it. He's protecting his coaches. He's protecting his players. He's falling on his sword. But guess what, Ken? When you fall on that sword, you die. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, he's, yeah, you're still getting fired. But you did it <laughs> admirably, Joe. Yeah. yeah. I like that. You, 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 uh, you, you're still dead. <laughs> yeah. The, the sword is still going through your liver. Yeah. It is still puncturing a major artery. You're bleeding out. But you're right. At least you went out with pride. That's admirable. And you're trying to rally the troops. Uh, then there is there's the, the sinking ship approach of, of, of Pete Carroll. A couple of weeks ago, Pete Carroll, uh, another frustrating loss for the for the Seahawks. They finally righted some wrongs yesterday, but a string of, of frustrating losses. The offense just can't get going, and Pete Carroll just he couldn't stand stand to be at the podium any longer. It really comes down to them being able to convert and us and us not, and so it, it's. I'm sorry, it's not not a different story. Been the same story in and out of this this whole season, and we've got to see if we can turn this thing. I, I'm, I'm really done. What was your and then he just walks away from yeah. the podium. But but don't don't worry. He came back. He came back and he was able to to face the heat. With it, you probably have some more questions. I don't know if I have any more answers for you, but I'll try my ass. I'll try. I'm just not any good at this. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not prepared for this. This is not this I'm I'm struggling to uh, to do a good job of, you know, coaching when you when, when you get your butt kicked in, in weekend and week out. I, I don't I, you know, it's just it's new territory. So um and I'm competing is in every way I can think of, but um, I'm just unfamiliar with it. And, and so if I leave early or if I make a mistake, that's, that's um, you know, I'm not in I'm on my best game right here. So that's Pete Carroll tugging at the heartstrings, yeah. right? Like, I, I can't bear to be at the podium any longer. I, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. It hurts so bad, and I've never been in this territory. That's what he's doing. So we had Urban Meyer, who is sort of uh, like listless, feel bad for me. And yeah. then getting into the press conference and, oh, I acknowledge I'm not doing a great job right now. We end up, oh, I'm going to fire the leaks. Then you had Joe Judge, who, like you said, falling on his sword. Yeah. Uh, it's on us coaches to put him in a position to win. And I get it, Giants fans. Where We, we want to do this for you. And then there's Pete Carroll, who's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Feel bad for me, right? <laughs> like, those are three different approaches to this whole Pete thing. Pete Carroll just wants a hug. Yeah. Pete Carroll wants a hug. He's like, listen, Seahawks fans, we've been to the top. Yeah. And I, I know I'm failing, but but come on. Yeah. Come to my football bosom. Like that, that's what he's doing, okay? So he's trying to elicit sympathy here. And the fourth way that when you're the head coach of a sinking NFL ship is what we saw last night with Matt Nagy, head coach of the Bears. Who pretty good first half last night. His team's been complete abject trash, and he's setting Justin Fields back eons in his first year as Bears quarterback. But if uh, you listen to the sideline report from Catherine Tappen, the sideline reporter for Sunday Night Football last night, she spoke with Matt Nagy, and uh, this is what Matt Nagy told her. Having so much fun. He's just having fun. He's just having fun. <laughs> like, team's bad. You're not going to the playoffs. Your quarterback's not developing. But you know what? It's fun. Come on, Bears fans, jump aboard. We're just having some fun. That's another way I suppose to approach that. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to just beat? He has sideline passes to all of the Bears football games. Of course, yeah. he's having fun. It's fun, man. I don't know if he's doing any work down there. Yeah. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. But he's watching some good football yeah. on the other side. I mean, it is a hell of a lot of fun to uh, lose to Aaron Rodgers twenty-five times out of twenty-eight games. That is fun as hell. I agree with Matt Nagy. That's fun. <laughs> That's good. That's fun. It's really, really, really strong stuff. So those are the four ways. 
to approach your sinking ship, your NFL team that is sinking into the earth, into the depths of hell, into the core of the earth, uh, with the iron and the ore, and you're dead. You're burning. You're done. Um, are, are you, Theo, preferring the Urban Meyer route of, I'm sad, I don't want to do this anymore, into, oh, man, I thought this was going to be easy, into, oh, I'm firing everybody, or the Joe Judge. Come on, Giants fans, I'm doing it for you. This is on us. Put our players in a position to succeed. The uh, Pete Carroll I, I just need a hug from you guys. I've never lost like this before. Or the Matt Nagy. Hell, man, kick your shoes off. Let's have some fun. I, I, how, what approach are you taking? I'm rocking with Matt Nagy on this one. All right. You want to know why? If you're bad, just own it. See, yeah. It's fun. I'm just having fun out here, guys. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm not doing a good job. You know I'm not doing a good job, but you know what I'm doing? Having fun. Yeah. That's Gotta it. love it. You know what? It's sort of like the, hey, I'm getting divorced, and I've given up. I've given up on life. Who cares? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Cancun. I'm going to do some illegal stuff, and you know we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Things are falling <laughs> apart around me. The entire house is burning, but you know what? We're just having some fun, we're man. Fun. We're just having some fun. He's a fun guy. You know what? I kind of, I, I'm with you on that. If things are going terrible, you might as well laugh at it. Take another shot, you know, uh, <laughs> head to another strip club, and yeah. hey, it's fun. We're having a good time. We're all having a good time now. Yeah. There's yeah. smiles. Matt Nagy, that could not be done soon enough. Holy <laughs> hell. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him throughout the course of the week on those television properties. When we return, Theo is the ultimate troll. He FaceTimes his friends when their fantasy teams are losing or their favorite NFL team is failing on a Sunday or select Thursdays or Monday nights. And he has his temple of troll. Who is he setting his sights on when we return? Well, you'll find out. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. We are just a couple of moments away from the Temple of Troll, Theo Dorsey. He is going to preach once again, as he does every Monday here on ESPN 106.3. But before that, our coolest moment of the week brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week happened yesterday. Justin Simmons, the Martin County product, the Denver Broncos safety, the Pro Bowl safety, uh, an interception yesterday uh, in the Broncos blowout of the Lions. And what does Justin Simmons do? He goes to the 88, the Demarius Thomas logo that they had painted on the sideline there uh, in Denver and place the ball there to recognize uh, the Pro Bowl wide receiver who died at age 33 last week. Uh, just a tragic, tragic death. One of those that makes you question things, you know. Yeah. Uh, but to see Justin Simmons do that and the tribute, that for me was the coolest moment of the week. One, because it's just an outstanding uh, and emotional gesture. But two, Justin Simmons is just that sort of human being as well. And that is the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS air conditioning. They've been doing it since 2006, family owned and operated. And like I've been telling you the last couple of weeks, there is nothing worse than your family coming from up north, heading down here to South Florida, thinking, oh, this is going to be great warm weather for the holidays. And then your AC dies and then your family is angry and then it's uncomfortable. You're sweating. You can't sleep. It's a disaster. It's a complete mess. And you're that relative, right? Nobody wants to be that relative. And that is why. If you're concerned about your AC or you think that, uh uh-oh, things are not trending in the right direction there, 
Don't forget where you live. It is in the 80s today. It's going to be the 80s throughout Christmas. You need the AC. That's where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is, yes, family-owned and operated. A train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. Ken, what does that mean? That means they're using the best equipment. That means you're going to get it done. You're going to get it done right. And at EDS Air Conditioning, they are trying to make sure that their appointment windows are scheduled around you, especially this holiday season. They're going to get out there. They're going to get the job done. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. Don't be that relative. Make sure to get at EDS and make sure your AC and plumbing needs are all taken care of. All right, Theo, Temple of Troll, who are we focusing on or what are we focusing on? Well, you know, today this one's personal. I know everybody's wrapping up their fantasy football Uh regular seasons, and I thought it would be great because I was getting some trash talk from one side to get real personal today and, and throw some hate. Monday Night Football is tonight. Yes. Christian Kirk is on the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. There's one person in my league, Cameron Wolf of NFL Network. Okay. Some of y'all might know him. He does all of the NFL stuff. He's a genius, right? Does good work, but he's the enemy tonight. It he's the like. enemy tonight. Okay. He's in ninth place. Only eight teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Christian mm-hmm. Kirk needs to score 13 points to keep him out of the playoffs. His team's name is Fear the Wolf. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping tonight is all about fearing Christian Kirk. I want Christian Kirk to score three touchdowns tonight. I'll FaceTime Cam during all of them. And we're going to have a ball because I'm not fearing the wolf. And you know what he did? You know what he did right before uh, uh-huh. last night? He texted the group chat because all week, all year he's been talking trash. Uh-huh. He's the genius, right? Talking NFL trash Network. for ninth? Well, he, he, was, he was ahead. He's been on the slide, right? Uh-huh. He sends a message to the group. Hey, guys, what's the playoff tiebreaker for two teams with the same record? Is it head to Now he's looking for points, deal breakers. He's trying to figure out any way to back way into to the get playoffs. In. Yep, yep. And I want Christian Kirk to end them. So this is more of a precursor to what the Temple of Troll will be like tonight on Monday Night Football. So when y'all watch Christian Kirk score touchdowns tonight, just know that the great Cameron Wolf is going to be outside of the playoffs looking in, and there's no fear in the Wolf tonight. I like Cameron Wolf uh, kind of talking trash and looking at how he can get into the postseason. That's like as bad a trash talking as the Raiders yesterday jumping all over the Chiefs logo oh, yeah. before the game. Or Robert Quinn of the Bears, discount double check on Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers proceeded to obliterate the, the Bears. The pride comes before the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The pride That's what they say. All right, so we're a pro-Christian Kirk radio show today. <laughs> That's right. We're right. pro-Christian Kirk. All right, I'm going with my man, Theo. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Uh, catch him all throughout the week and into the weekend on WPTV and WFLX. Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz. Thank you, sir. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye now.